Well, praise the Lord, and I'm glad you're with us today. I hope you'd get your Bibles and turn to Romans chapter 12. We're here in my office. I'm Pastor Curtis Hutchinson, pastor of Crossway Church in Queen City, Texas, right here on Highway 59 next to the Dollar General. If you're looking for us, we're easy to find. And uh, church is at 10 a.m. on Sunday morning, 6.40 on Wednesday nights. And we're just excited to get together and praise God, worship God, and hear the word of the truth of the gospel. How blessed we are. A group of gospel-believing, spirit-filled Christians. And we're just excited about Jesus. Hallelujah. So turn with us this morning, Romans chapter 12. And we're going to start in uh, uh, verse 5. This is part 6 today of Romans chapter 12. You can go back and, and find us on the, my YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316, or the website, thecrosswaychurch.com. And uh, you can go all the way back and listen, watch from Romans 1, verse 1, all the way through. What a Bible study. What an encouragement uh, you will find as you accept the truth of God's Word. And His name is Jesus. And what He did at Calvary is what makes Him who He is to all of His people today. Praise God. So again, part 6, Romans chapter 12 today on this 13th day of July in 2020. And the Bible says in verse 4, For as we have many members in one body, just one body of Christ, though there be many uh, believers, there's one body, members have not the same function, not the same office. Uh, but watch what he says. So we being many are one body in Christ and every one members, individual members, one of another. So we, we could stop right there and I'm not going to get too deep into this, but I'll just make a, a point. Uh, if, if we're either functioning properly as a benefit to the body of Christ that we are a part of as Christians or we are hindering the, the movability, the advancement of the body of Christ. Because, listen, just think about it. If you're saved, if you're born again, you've trusted Christ and what He did for you at the cross concerning the forgiveness of your sins, and you are now following Him through the same faith, faith in who He is and what He did at Calvary, you are a benefit the, to the body of Christ. You are benefiting the body of Christ because you are functioning from faith to faith that can only take place as the righteousness of God is being revealed in the gospel to you from Faith to faith, Romans 1, 16 and 17. Never forget that. We're not going from faith to faith, even though we might think we are, because we made it through a hard time or we made it through this. And listen, the world, the lost world's making it through things, but it's how we make it through what we make it through and who we make it through what we make it through with. Hallelujah. We make it through what we make it through with the Lord by His grace. Hallelujah. So remember this, that you can either be a benefit to the body or a hindrance to the body. We've all been a hindrance to the body, uh, even with the attitude that says, you know, well, you know, I'm, I, this is what I'm choosing. I'm not hurting anybody. This is what I'm doing. No, whatever you do, whatever I do, it's either a benefit or a hurt, a 
a hindrance to the body of Christ. Always remember that. So he says there in verse 5, So we, being many, are one body in Christ. We're one. We're one. And everyone members one of another. Now, there are denominations everywhere. And they're, they're just a dime a dozen. And they've all, they've all got their own beliefs. They, they, they're they're, they're group, different sects, different groups of people because they have their own beliefs. And, and they do not function as one with the body of Christ. They cannot because they've built a name for themselves and they've gone their way because of their rules, regulations, and certain doctrinal things that they they believe that these people don't believe, and, and, and so they've given themselves a name. And I'm not getting into that either, but whatever's going on, in the Lord's eyes, we're supposed to be one. But we can only be one in Christ Jesus. It tells you right there in verse 5. So we being many are one body in Christ. And, and listen very carefully. We can only function as the body of Christ should function without hindrance, without being crippled if we're walking in Christ. Get that. Now Colossians 2, 6 is a paramount, paramount verse of Scripture <coughs> for those who have ears to hear what the Spirit of God is saying. Colossians 2, 6 tells us that as we have received the Lord Jesus Christ, that we are also to walk just like that in him, like so, walk ye in him, like so. so. Just like you received him through faith and what he did at the cross is the only way we can be found walking in him. And because that is not the object of faith in the majority of the body, almost none of the body of Christ, there is no true unity. There's unity, but it's not the unity of the faith that we received, that measure of, which was the faith of the Son of God, Jesus, who loved us and gave himself for us when we believed. We've, we've, we've received the measure of faith, Romans 12, 3, and now we're trying to apply that measure of faith to all these other things, AA, so, uh, celebrate recovery, the government of 12, the purpose driven, the words I speak, the money I give, the, all the things, even the biblical things we're called to do can never become the object of faith. Jesus is the object that gave us faith through his death. He died by grace. Hebrews 2.9, Galatians 2.20 tells us that through his faith he tasted death. He died for all of us because he loves us and that's the only avenue of faith and grace that saves initially or that we can walk in him through. And, if, and, and I have to say these things because 99% of the body of Christ uh, does not even agree with what I'm saying right now. They, they, they've taken God's word and they've, they've folded it in their denominational direction. They folded it in their fleshly feeling direction, their emotional directions. But God's word only uh, has an effect on us for his glory if he's working in the truth of his word. Psalms 33 and 4, write it down and don't be talked out of believing it by some preacher that's really not focused like he ought to be on the gospel. But Psalms 33, 4 says, For the word of the Lord is right and all his works are done 
in truth. I've got a little 62-page booklet right here that I wrote. Got about 10, 15 of them left. $15, you can get your copy. Uh, just uh, uh, go to the website, thecrosswaychurch.com, and donate your $15 and make sure your address is there and you tell us what you're looking for. All God's works are done in truth. It is, again, a 62-page booklet that uh, with many, many scriptures in it confirming uh, that God works in the truth and outside of the truth, it's just us functioning. And that's, that's confirmed all throughout the, old, the, the new covenant. So uh, for the word of the Lord is right. I'm not right, you're not right, but the word of the Lord, the Bible is right, and all God's works are done. <laughs> done in truth, and you need to know that. So we're, we're going to see something very exciting yet challenging here today in this teaching uh, that not only are we all one, but we can only function as that one in Christ, and we can only function as that one in Christ as we're walking in Christ. Not just because we're in Christ. Many, many Christians are not walking in Christ. And that doesn't mean they're not going to church. They're not reading the Bible. They're not studying the Word. They're not in prayer. It means they're no longer walking with their faith in the work of Christ at Calvary. That, when you believe that, was so powerful that the Lord saved you. And that is the only avenue through which his power flows today. The book of Galatians bears that out, and we'll mention that again here in a moment as we move into verse 6. Watch this. This is, this is probably the highlight of this session today because the Holy Spirit through the Apostle Paul here tells us that having been, and talking about all the members of the body of Christ, if you're saved, if you're born again, you've trusted in Christ and what he did at the cross concerning the forgiveness of your sins, and now you're saved. You've been purchased with the blood of Jesus. You're a child of God. You have gift. A gift or gifts, plural. Watch this now. Having then gifts differing, they're different according to the grace that is given to us, whether... Uh, a prophecy, let us prophesy according to the proportion of faith. And I'm not going to read through these yet because I have to stop right here and, and, and talk about something. If you follow our ministry, you have picked up on something and I pray you've accepted it because it, because it is very biblical, very, very biblical and you cannot refute it uh, you can only confirm it if you have an honest heart with the Scripture that God's grace is what God does. You could say it this way. It's God's grace is what we're doing by the Spirit of the Lord. If it is by the Spirit of God, we can say that God's grace is what we're doing according to the Spirit of God's leading empowerment but really to keep it simple, we can just remember that God's grace is God at work. God's grace is God doing something that I can't do, I don't deserve, I can't pay for, I can't be good enough for. God's grace is something God is doing. 
So let's talk about that for a moment. For those of you who may be watching who are new folks, watch this now. The Bible says we're saved by grace, not by works, lest any man should boast. We're saved by grace. We're saved by what God did in Christ, His Son at Calvary. We didn't do that. We believe that. And there you have the key. We believe that. And by grace, through faith, we were saved. Titus chapter 2 says that we're taught by grace. Hebrews 10 says that the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth, is also named the Spirit of grace. God is the Spirit of grace. And when we're taught by the Lord, we're taught by the Spirit of grace. Grace teaches. Grace is what God is doing. Paul wrote that we labor by grace. And here we begin to see that our labors, our salvation is of God. What we're learning is of God. If it is, hear me, if it is the truth of God's Word, that means how it relates to the person and the work of Christ and how that is applied to me today, the context of that concerning me today. But it has to be in the, in the revelation, the context, the illumination, the light of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, and what He did for me as the Lamb of God at Calvary. That is the only thing that causes the light of the Scriptures to shine. Jesus is the light. The Bible is the light. Jesus said in John 8, 12, He's the light. The Word of God written is the light. Psalms 119, 105. Thy word, O Lord, is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Revelation 21, 23, the Bible says that the Lamb is the light. Well, which one is it? The written word, Jesus Christ, or uh, the Lamb of God? Well, they're all three the same because the word of God is God. Jesus is God. Hallelujah. And the Lamb of God is is God the Son who came to give Himself for us. So the light of God is the written Word of God in the context of the one who said He's the light and what He did as the Lamb so that light of God's written Word could shine in our hearts. Hallelujah. Never forget that. So let's get back to this. God's grace is what God is doing. God saved us. God's teaching us, and God is working in us both to will and to do of His good pleasure, and our labors are by the grace of God, or they're just by our flesh. So watch this again now. Romans 12, 6, Having then gifts, but they're all different gifts, according to the grace that is given to us, but they're all by the grace of God. There are no gifts that function let me put it an easy way. God doesn't function in the gifts He even gave you that He will not take away the gifts, but He will not function in the gifts if your faith is not right. I'm going to prove it to you today in the Scriptures. God gives us all a gift or gifts, plural, but it has to be Him functioning in the gift through us because that's what the Bible here says. Having then gifts differing according to the grace. 
what God is doing in you, in you, in us. The grace of God is what God is doing in us through the gifts He's given us that He won't take back. But hear me very, very carefully today. And don't let your mind go back and wonder, well, how did this happen and that happen? Listen, you're probably talking about things that you weren't even actually there and you read in books. And, and, and listen, the Bible is the only book you can trust as far as an object of faith goes. Oh, you can read things about World War I, World War II. You can read things that men have written even of their experiences in the last 100, 150 years. But you can never put faith in those things because those things that they claim happened to them are experiences they claim they had. I'm not going to say they didn't have them, but I'm going to say the only object of faith for you and all of humanity is Jesus and what he did at Calvary. And very clearly, the Apostle Paul, now you got to get this today, the Apostle Paul writes to the church in Galatia and he says, I am marvel. I am marveling. I marvel. And the Holy Spirit, get this now, the Holy Spirit was saying this through Paul. Don't listen to these ministers who say, well, that wasn't really the Holy Spirit. Paul was just marveling. No, God, the Holy Spirit, through Paul, was amazed that the people he'd saved, filled with the Holy Spirit, worked miracles among. It's written right there in Galatians. Read it very slow, and, and, and re it's written right there. You don't have to make anything happen. Make it say something. It says it in these words. That Paul says, I marvel that you've removed yourself from him that called you into the grace of Christ. Think about that. And then in chapter 5 of Galatians, Paul says, you've removed yourself. You've fallen from grace. Do you see what's... I hope you see what the Lord's wanting you to see today. Most of the church not going to see this. They're not going to accept this because they're set in their ways. And if it's not what will impress the preacher that they're trying to impress or that group of or that board or that denomination or whatever that is, whoever they're trying to impress and what we say suck up to, they're not going to turn from that which impresses those they have put higher than them back to the simplicity of the gospel, the simplicity of Christ. Listen very careful. You and I can fall from grace. When we fall from grace, we're no longer being taught. What do you mean? Well, we're being taught, but we're not being taught now by that voice of truth any longer. Listen very carefully. You received grace when you believed the truth. There's more grace if you remain humble, which only takes place at Calvary. I'm not humble because I'm acting some way. I'm not humble because I cry a lot. I'm, not, I'm humble only in the eyes of God. Am I humble if my faith is in what the humble and obedient one 
Jesus did for me. That's where my faith is. See, it takes humility to remain on that path. Hallelujah. So, and it, let's make sure we get this in this session today. If I can fall from grace, that means what God is doing. God functioning in me. Doing something to me. Doing something for me and through me. If I can fall from grace and the church in Galatia, it was happening to them. The Holy Spirit through Paul told them, you've fallen from grace. And because we can fall from grace, that means we can still we can keep right on going and have an, an appearance and a form through the gift we have. And the Bible says that the callings and the giftings of God were, are without repentance. He's not going to take them away from you, but He's not going to function in them any longer if you remove your faith from the sacrifice of Christ. I don't care what you see. I don't care what you see. You see, it's the man in the congregation whose faith is in Christ and what he did at Calvary that's going to benefit, not the minister whose faith is no longer there. But the danger of sitting in a congregation where the centerpiece of that ministry, the centerpiece where it's not the cross of Christ, destruction is in the camp. Mixture is poison in the camp. Mixture is poison. A little leaven leavens the whole lump. Now, some there's some preachers that listen to me that they don't want anybody else to know they're listening to me. They don't have anything to do with me. They, you need to hear that. God bless you. I love you. I'm glad you tune in. A little leaven leavens the whole lump. One little drop of red food dye will distort and dilute a thousand gallons of purified water. One drop. You're to guard your pulpit. You're to guard your sheep. And when you allow things to come in that do not believe like you believe, now I want you to hear me today, then there is in the eyes of God a mixture and there's also a striving there that is not being done together for the faith of the gospel. Now I want you to mark my words because they're really not mine. The Lord is ministering this to me. In the days ahead, there's going to be great, great, separations in the body of Christ. Oh, there's so many now, but in the days ahead, there's going to be more. There's going to be more because just like religious and sinful Israel would crucify the Son of God. I know it was God's will, but they thought they were crucifying a blasphemous sinner that was of Satan, which obviously... They were deceived. In the days ahead, there's going to begin to be a criticism and a persecution come from within the church toward those that are preaching the cross. Quit griping and murmuring and, and whining, preacher, because you ain't seen nothing yet. You, you haven't seen anything yet. 
our ministries, those that preach the message of the cross. I'm not talking about those that have attitudes and not preaching it right. I'm talking about those who are teaching and preaching the message of the cross and they've moved into that place the Holy Spirit led Paul and is trying to lead them now to be determined to know nothing else. There's coming a great time of persecution and you will be challenged beyond what you've ever been challenged to stay determined. Even today, as you watch many walk away in the name of this, in the name of that, and they're still saying a lot of the same things. But it's people now that they've gone out and they are attempting to impress and, and because some of these other people don't really like the, the, the ministers that you've been associated with. It's happening right now before our very eyes. Point I want to make about this session today is when you fall from grace, that means God's not functioning in what you're doing anymore, but you've, you've grown so accustomed to what you're doing, you just keep right on doing it anyway. And on days you feel really, really, really good, you think that's the Spirit of God moving and, and doing things, but it's really, it's really just you. Because it, Hear me, for those, now I know a lot of people will turn me off because they're not students of the Word, but those who are studying the Word and following along with the truth of the Word will find very quickly that if you fall from grace, that means what God is doing, you can still carry out what appears to be your giftings and your callings because God says I'm not taking them back. You can abuse them. You can put on an affront. You can, continue, you can begin to walk in some form without the power. And the longer you do it, the more you'll have to, 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 to fake it and make things happen of your own flesh and call it a move of God. And that's, that's, that's massive in the church today. That's massive in the church today. Having then gifts, we all do if we're saved. Different according to the grace that is given to us, according to what God's doing in your life through the gifts He's given you so that He can function in. He can do what needs to be done because that is grace. Grace, uh, the, the gifts we've been given by the grace of God isn't God just, uh, just sprinkled us with something called grace and now we've got something no matter what and He won't take it no matter what, which part of that's true. He won't take it back, but He'll stop functioning in it if you fall from grace. Well, how do I fall from grace and what does that mean? Well, it doesn't mean you lose your salvation. It just means... Read Galatians 3 and what is written in the Word, what it means to fall from grace is that you're no longer walking in the obedience of truth. Oh, you're preaching the Word. You're quoting Scripture. You've got a Scripture for every situation and they are the right Scriptures, but you're not applying them to Calvary because the Word of God written is nothing without one's faith in the blood of Jesus. The Word is nothing without the blood. The power is in the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. You can read what God has said for a hundred years, but until you allow the Holy Spirit to apply the blood of Jesus to your heart, you, man, you're just trying to make things happen. You need to read Revelation chapter 3 where Jesus tells the church in Sardis, you, you guys better repent. 
You, you guys better repent. Your works aren't perfect before me. That means their faith is no longer in the cross. Because if your faith is in the cross, the Holy Spirit is doing the perfect work. That's called the Spirit of grace doing work. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Are you getting this today? You can keep your gifts. God's not going to take them back. And most gifts today are being abused because they don't know. Listen, it's one, and let me, let me tell you something. Some of you folks out there, you know what it was like when, we know what it was like when we didn't know this sanctifying truth of daily victory and, and walking with our faith in the cross and the cross alone. And we were all focused on Pentecost. Thank God for Pentecost and tongues and interpretations and all the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Thank you for all of them, Lord. But the power is in the blood. Hallelujah. The power is in the blood. And we've got preachers that just won't subject themselves to this message of the cross. They, not, they don't really believe that that's where the power comes from. And they're all hung up on Pentecost, hung up there thinking that the power is in Pentecost. The power is the power of the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of grace. But we fall from that power, that Pentecostal power when we trust in anything other than the cross and we keep functioning in the speaking gifts that we have and the, uh, oh, it just, oh, he's such a wonderful preacher. Oh, he's just the way he speaks. And we've been duped. We've been duped. We've been seduced by the devil too long. When they open the Bible and they don't point you to what makes the Bible come alive in your heart, by the Spirit of God, we're in trouble. We're in trouble. And we need to hear that today. What God wants to do in your life, through your life, and you do have gifts, He's given you all that He could function as that gift. It's called the grace of God through you to be edify, to edify the body, exhort the body, to comfort that, to instead of being a hindrance to the body of Christ, we can be a benefit to the body of Christ. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I'm glad to be learning the truth of God's Word, and I know you are too. Pray for us here at Crossway Church. We're praying for you. We love you. Don't forget to sow into the ministry. If you're learning and you're growing in the truth of God's Word through this ministry, Sow seed into this good ground and God will pour out upon you. He will. He's obligated himself to do that. If you sow good seed into good ground, he said, whatsoever a man sow, that shall he reap. Hallelujah. So you can do that at thecrosswaychurch.com or you can text your giving to 903 231 50. Make sure you watch every Monday and Thursday morning and Friday mornings. We'll begin this Friday in 2 Timothy. God bless you. Again, we love you and praying for you. And until next time, stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and Him crucified. See you then.